Is this annoying if I do this? I'm like, is that good for radio? I don't think that's advisable. <laughs> <laughs> I looked back at Carl. Like, he I'm just looked up for like two fucking he hours. Just, fucking uh, he, <laughs> he looked over and he was Uh, so, I think as a, as a point of introduction, the first thing I need to do is make a, uh, a small apology to Jeannie. Usually. Why? <laughs> because, so, what, ha- what I did was that I, I was in a time where I was, I was having difficulty um, convincing certain journalists to speak with me and record it. Christina? I mean, we're not going to say names. <laughs> Carl Baker could be one of them, but I mean, we don't know. Look, we don't. Okay. We just we're not going to say. We're not going to say. I have no idea names. why anybody would ever be hesitant. Uh, look, you you know Carl and Christina too, but uh, she's gone. We can't. We can't talk about it like that. R.I.P. But yeah, and and the same. I that, that same week, I had run into a, uh, we'll say a fairly uh, well known. elected politician in this area and I was speaking with this politician and they were also having some qualms about like coming in and so I was I was already feeling like it was a thing and so I was like well we should try to make it more comfortable for people so they know that it's going to be this I was like you know Carl had mentioned about maybe him running a few and, and making them good. So I was like, you know what? Maybe, um, you know, I know Jeannie and, and <coughs> Margaret are friends. Maybe I will, they could do it, like make it all do it. And then I realized that it's so offensive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, like, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I didn't mean it to be like. Um, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool, man. <laughs> then, like, when Le- and then, of course, Lex, uh, of course, tells me, like, I don't know, we were like drunk coming out of a watching them and he goes you know i think we're going to do that thing by the way that thing with uh margaret Jeannie, she's extremely offended by that no i didn't say that <laughs> i also think you've overblown things i know no like, overblown. never so now this gets to uh, now this gets to the story about uh about lex so last thursday was xerxes wilson's 30th birthday yes that's just a true fact uh so uh, Nurse Susan was camping in Vermont, and so I had nothing to do. And I was like, I'll go out with for your birthday and have a couple beers. So he was like, I th- I'll be ready around nine. Okay, fine. Nine thirty comes. He's like, I'll be ready around ten. He's like, I'm shady. It's true. Okay. So about quarter after ten, he says Anchor he's at the, quote. he's at the oyster house, right? <clears throat> so uh, Jerry, the photographer, and I drink beer and watch Louisiana Lex eat like f- four dozen oysters just buck a shuck sh- throwing them down incredible i would have liked to eat four dozen however i only had 30 because they are a dollar a piece and i can't bankrupt myself on oyster well the, um, the, the, the best part was i think jerry and i as the as dozens were coming out jerry and i might have eaten three like two he ate two and i ate one i think and so on the way out you ordered an extra three to fill in the three that we ate. Because I, you had to... <laughs> I still had some saltines left that I brought. Well, and, that's, the, that's the story. Um, so when I saw you pull those crackers out of your bike bag, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And Jerry's like, he brought those. 
I'm like, what? That's a big problem. And this is our next expose. The oyster house has these tiny, like, I guess they're oyster crackers. You put them in chowder, like. You put them in whatever. You, I don't know what you do with them, but they're useless when it comes to eating an actual oyster. Um, and they don't Wait, have like they don't I... have normal square saltines. And I like to, you know, I like to put the oyster on the saltine, a little what? hot sauce. <laughs> Eat it like that. It's delicious. Um, he brought. So I look. Not, not only did he have his own sleeve of saltines, he had bought them there. So he had to, to crunch the box. And the box was like accordion. The cardboard box was accordion in the bag. He's like, I still have the box. I've actually been <laughs> been uh, warned by the the good management of Oyster House that I'm not supposed to do that. So. You don't just slurp them down. I mean, yes, you do. Um, but also, it's good to have a little crunch with them. Like it's, it's kind of a thing. This is news to me. So now you know. The man is so dedicated that he brings his own saltine. It was my birthday. Oysters. I really wanted oysters. It was it, it was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> Jerry did too. Yes, we all. A good time was had by all, as yes. they say. Hello, friends, comrades, enemies, trolls, bots. We're here again in the bunker. We're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of the beast. Uh, we're with a, uh, a returning champion, Xerxes Wilson, and a uh, somebody on, on debut, Jeannie Kwong. Hello, everyone. Am I supposed to say hi? <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. All right. Uh, there's a reoccurring theme here um, that we sort of expose and examine uh, some of the fundamental structural obstacles uh, for enacting any kind of significant solutions to our social, economic, and political problems. It's a reoccurring thing. We talk about it all the time. Uh, this evening, we're going to examine a uh, specific aspect of the structure. Um, I guess a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, uh, our friendly neighborhood journalist here reported a three-parter uh, there was also an op-ed uh, leading into it, but we don't care about that. Um, about how there was four. I missed the. Did I miss the fourth? There were technically five pieces, right? Including the op-ed. Including the op-ed. Yeah, we're not including uh, that. All right. Well, then there were four. Yes. Okay. It was, one was a small, just like a little, little sampler for people to. Oh uh, well, we're going to get deep into thing. it. Okay. Um, Sounds fun. <laughs> so uh, the 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 story is about the the uh, archaic manner uh, in which the three counties of our state assess real estate property, uh, real estate taxes, and how uh, it's a ridiculous sort of situation that we have, uh, but people do benefit from it, and they benefit from slow playing it. Uh, but this was some excellent, excellent reporting by uh, both these folks. Uh, so let's get into it. So we'll... Can you explain a little bit of the back, whoever wants to take it first, like a little bit of the background and the history of how long some of these, what the assessment dates back to and sort of how it works, how it currently works? All right. So if you own real property or house, land, the counties, Kent, Newcastle, and Sussex are in charge of creating or calculating a value for that. That value is applied to a tax rate, a county tax rate, and a school tax rate. That's how you get your tax bill. Um, now this valuation process in Delaware is strange because 
there has not been a uniform reassessment of property values since the 70s in Sussex, since the 80s in Kent and Newcastle. So that means every home and piece of property that was existing, which I guess all property was existing then, um, not necessarily, still has a, or land I should say, still has a property value tied to the 70s or the 80s now. So you think about old homes, they're existing then, unless there's been like some major work done to them uh, in the interim, they still have these values that are stuck decades old. Now, new homes that were built since then are given a taxable value that is what I guess is fair to refer to as a best guess of what it would have been worth in the 80s or the 70s, whenever the county that it's in did its last reassessment. Um, so that creates a situation where it's it's kind of hard to dial back property values that way because... I mean, the way they do it, they look at the physical aspects of a property, a home, and they look at, or in, and in trying to calculate what it would have been worth in the 80s, they look at comps from back then, comparable sales. Like, what, what would a house like this in this area have sold for, you know, 30 years ago now? Um, now, that's awkward because a lot of things have changed since the 80s um, or the 70s. Some, in some areas... The beach, Greenville, Hokesson, property values have appreciated sprightly, really fast. In other areas, property values are a little bit closer to what they would have been in the 80s or the 70s. So you have a situation where some people's market value is far, 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 far departed from their assessed value, which the county uses to calculate your tax bill. So let's uh, you 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 juxtaposed several examples of this, which I thought were great. Can you give us a few of those, or some maybe that you didn't use that are of note? Um. Because well, let's talk about a since we are in the Highlands bunker. We are. We'll talk about a home in Highlands. Um, they're on the list. This beautiful stone colonial right down the street from here. Um. Really elegant home. It sold for $1.25 million a couple years ago. And if I check my notes here, it's assessed at $200,000. That's the taxable, that's the value that is used to calculate his tax bill. So at 16% of its market value, what I would consider a represent, representation of his true value, you know, market sale, um, their tax bill is about $9,700. Now, if you go down the street to close to Bancroft Mills, some condos down there right on the river, um, one of those sold around the same time for about six hundred thousand. It's assessed at two hundred eighty thousand. So eighty thousand. Its assessed value is eighty thousand more than the one point two five million dollar home. So they have a higher tax bill. Their tax bill is thirteen thousand um, dollars. So although this colonial is worth double the price of the townhome, townhome has a higher tax bill. Now it gets even weirder if you go over to Dorset Condominiums right over here. There are condo units that are assessed at basically 100% of their market value. So they are paying taxes on what is pretty much like 100% of their market value, whereas some of these nicer homes are down in the 20% of their market value, 10% of their market value, and it goes even lower. Now, would you say that's be is that because the 
they're <clears throat> they're assessing the the condos and the the flats here, like in the buildings on Delaware Avenue, basically saying that they're worth or, or their value based on this assessment is the same as they would have been in 1982. Uh, and but but for some reason the value of the homes that you mentioned before in the Highlands are are not. And I have actually and the other question is even more. I'll I'll leave it at that for now, and, and you can kind of talk about why maybe the assessment on some of the apartments is is what we would say is higher than some of the comparable things in the Highlands. And then I'll ask my next question. It so. Yeah, please. So I think a lot of things have changed since 1983. The last time that Newcastle County did a countywide reassessment, um, not only has the real estate market just changed at different rates across different neighborhoods, which, you know, obviously that's shaped by lots of different economic factors, um, but also houses are built differently than they used to be. The materials are different. The cost of construction is different. So um, and also the type of property um, that gets valued above other types of properties has changed. Um, condos specifically have a weird quirk where back in the 80s, apparently, I wasn't around. Others have said that they were, um, you know, the hot I feel new I feel item. bullied right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's just a fact. Um, this journalist kill me. <laughs> um, condos were apparently in the real estate market some hot new item in the 80s. Um, so they were relative to other properties in the 80s assessed at a fairly high value um they just haven't taken off the way that people thought they would and so now these you know modest-ish condo owners have sort of been stuck with higher an assessment that's a higher rate of their home's market value compared to the owners of other properties yeah so that's a quirk because of the type of housing it was and its popularity 30 years ago so then it, it, it so now the question i have is going back to the original example if you just looked at the value of a property in the same area at the same time i don't understand how it's defensible even if you can defend the method which the method's almost indefensible anyway but even if you defend the method how can you assess uh, the the two million dollar home was it two two and a half one point two one point two excuse me the the million and a quarter dollar home at two hundred thousand dollars in the same year say nineteen eighty two or whatever it is in the same year as you're assessing this n n is it because it's new construction that was that was sold for six hundred thousand dollars but that's two eighty where's the eighty how do they assess how do they give? How do they defend gi giving that home on in Bancroft Mills an assessment of eighty thousand dollars more than the home that just sold for one point two in the same neighborhood? The fun thing is, over the past decade, they or two decades, three decades, they haven't really defended it because not a lot of people are griping about this because a lot of people don't understand. Like you look at your tax bill and you're like, Jesus, this is, this is I'm paying a lot in taxes. But you don't typically go around the neighborhood and canvas like excuse me sir what's the assessed value of your home um i think there's a lot of people who just do not understand like they they may know their tax bill personally but i don't think they understand that there are these comparisons out here that can be so out of whack and wild and you're asking how well you're asking it how they've defended it they haven't really defended it um and also emphasize 
like Jeannie was saying, it is highly complicated and I don't know, like it's almost as if your home is assessed on like um, chance rather than its actual value because it's there are so many variables that can cause it to depart from market value in you know more or less than your neighbor. Um, like I said, like we said, housing type, location, um, and there's yeah, the no, fact. No, go ahead. The no, no, fact no. that it was new that year could be a factor. Um, one of the cases that we highlighted um, was actually a commercial building, uh, Midtown Brandywine, 12th and Orange Street. Um, that building just happened to be new in 1983. So relative to all the other office buildings downtown, it got a higher rate of assessment. Um, so the fact that it's new it, just by chance in the year that they assessed every single property in the county is one factor. And feasibly, the Colonial could have been a dump in 83, like with the, like the interior halfway gutted um, and, you know, certain aspects of it could have just been like more undesirable than it is today. A lot of time has passed. I'm sure, you know, it's passed hands a couple of times, passed owners a couple of times. Um, so this, like, this value, it's just, it's just not in touch with reality. Yeah, you, you, there was some there was some even more. Uh, glaring examples uh in sussex yeah um let's talk about them because it's the and the reason it's important is uh, you know it's probably it's the area with the most growth uh you know it's it that growth has a big impact uh, a big environmental impact um so i'm that those are uh pretty blatant examples of sort of the inequity of this uh so i, I i'd like to talk about some of those too so what was kind of cool about you know the process of reporting this is getting a spreadsheet with market values which is basically market sales for the past couple of years or even like messing around zillow and just like having the having zillow call up you know all the market sales in a particular area in recent times um but what was really interesting from this is just like how like wackadoodle high property values are in the beach area of sussex um, and, and then like you look at the assessed value, like it even gets crazier cause they're really low. So I think the lead example in our story was, you know, we talked to this couple that moved from Maryland, their retirement home was nil, near Millsboro, you know, like 45 minutes from the beach. Um, I think they paid, I have it here. 354,000 for a new home, nice home, you know, it's in a, cookie cutter neighborhood it's not anything fancy or you know good drive from the beach um they're assessed at a hundred thousand dollars sussex county for taxing purposes values their home at a hundred hundred nine thousand dollars um which is well compare that to there's a home in dewey beach that is right on rehoboth bay so it faces out on rehoboth bay it has like an attached apartment, has a boathouse, has decks that go all the way up to the roof. It's really swanky. You're like 10 minute walk from the rusty rudder, 10 minute walk from the from the ocean. Um, it sold for 2.3 million. I think it was earlier this year to big wig home developer down in Sussex, Chris Shell. Um, and it's actually assessed at $59,000. So you take the Millsboro home, assess at 109,000, you know, $300,000 house, and then you take this $2.5 million, beautiful, cool, bay home, assessed at 59000 that $2.3 million home has a lower tax bill. 
Um, and that just has to do with, I mean, largely, I think, in that area, just how much land values have appreciated on in the beach area since the 70s, which I think 73, 72 was the last time Sussex did. Sometimes 40, 74. Yeah, you know how I know? It's 74, because I wrote down 45 years, and, and I'm, I turned 45 in two weeks. Oh, congrats. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I made it. <laughs> I have... I have uh, one third the wisdom more than you. It's Will wild. You outlive the assessments that Sussex County has set. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I wonder what. I, see, I was worth so much less in 1974 <laughs> than I am now. I see how this works, actually. I mean, there and there are examples up and down the beach. Um, there was one we picked out. Um, actually, I probably shouldn't say the address. Somewhere nice well, in Rehoboth. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it is public information, but maybe the address isn't necessary. It is. It is. Um, eight I point... do like you calling out the uh, the 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 builder, though. That's I mean, he that's owns staying. It. Uh, yeah, he owns it. Um, eight point seven million dollars this mansion sold for. Now, this is like a like four story dome with like an elevator, decks everywhere, right on the ocean. It's it's actually situated between the Atlantic Ocean and Silver Lake. Um, in Rehoboth, it's assessed that. Well, let me find it here in my notes. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's assessed at five hundred thousand, so five point six percent of its market value. Um, and like, like the Minigs, they're at thirty. Like the 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 Millsboro home we cited earlier, they're assessed at like thirty something percent of their market value. Um, I don't remember the median in Sussex is what like sixteen sixteen percent. Um, so. And you can find, I mean, you can find properties in the Rehoboth area. There's like 100 foot by 50 foot empty lot right near the ocean. It's not on the ocean. It's right near the ocean. Empty lot, 100 by 50, sold for $2.2 million earlier this year. It's assessed at like twenty two, twenty five thousand. So basically 1% of its market value. I mean, do they do a, I mean, do they at least reassess it if you put a home on it? They will reassess it if you put a home on it, yes. But they will calculate it back to that home's 1974 value. Yeah, so that which, land, which again will be the same as the original example, the Schnell home, which would, you know, it, you know, it's $100,000, $150,000 well, or whatever. Any example of that empty lot, you build a house on it, and Sussex, the way they assess properties is whatever house you build on that lot, They'll go back and try to calculate how much it would have cost to build this home in 1970-whatever. Um, but the land value is still going to be that 1970-something value, which is 1% of its actual value. <laughs> um, and this is like this is what people are taxed on, and it's up and down the beach. Um, you know, Joe Biden... Um, I'm sure the podcast is familiar with Joe. We're familiar. Yeah, we, I've, heard, um, I've heard the name. He bought a fancy is house. Is he doing something lately? He was the vice president. Is he doing anything now? I don't know. No. Uh, you have to read the newspaper. Everybody I'm subscribe. Just, um, actually, just go just go to uh, Joe30330. <laughs> just it's a bunch of threes. It's, it's binary, but it's a three and a zero. It's not a one and a zero. So Joe Biden bought a house in Rehoboth. That overlooks the ocean. It's a mansion. It's beautiful. It also it's right next to Gordon Pond. It's one of the state parks right there. It's great location. Um, it might be Henlopen. Yeah. Um, he paid two point seven million for that. You know, nice home. You get a, you get a good bit for that. Uh, it's assessed at two hundred forty thousand. So nine percent of its market value. 
Again, in Sussex, the median, the middle, 17%. Properties are assessed at 17% of their market value. And that's really the issue. Like, no, 16. 16? I'm sorry. Um, it was close. I was close. Um, the issue really is like, okay, all homes are assessed at a certain percent. Just the way things are right now, all homes are a fraction of their market value just because we haven't done this reassessment. But the, the, the unfairness and the inequality in the system comes from the fact that there's so much variation in how much you are assessed from your market value. Not everybody is assessed at 16% of their market value in Sussex. Some are assessed at 2% of their market value. Some are assessed at 30, 40, 50, 60% of their market value. And that is where the situation becomes kind of uh, unfair from person to person. Yeah, I, I want to point out that we are bringing up some fairly extreme examples. It's not the case that every single lower valued home is going to have a higher actual tax bill than every single higher value home. But what's common for a lot of examples is that the higher value home will be taxed at a lower percentage of its market value than the lower value home. So if you believe that every single person in the county needs to be functionally taxed at the same rate, you know, the county sets a budget, they decide how much money they need to pay for schools. Schools, right? Fire, police, roads, whatever. Thing, you know, Things you use. We call it we here in the bunker we, we call that society. <laughs> we call it society. Um then you could if you believe that, if you believe that everybody should be functionally taxed at the same rate then this situation creates a situation in which the you could argue that um, the lower value homeowners are carrying the weight for the higher value homeowners. Yeah, I mean, and that's it's a twofold thing, right? It's it, it's it's the the capricious nature of the changing so of the the changing aspects of real estate. So that an apartment that was sought after in 1982 in Wilmington actually is basically for all intents and purposes sort of at the same value more or less in, in today's numbers um, and that the lot that these mansions sit on on swampland no one thought of putting anything there 45 years ago and so they weren't really worth anything it's just like this sort of random thing and inherently unfair is the way that you guys sort of present it. It's the percentage of the value. You know, you can't have the the market value of a home and then the assessed value and then the, the difference being between, what, 2% and... 100% uh, for some people. Yeah, and 100% for some people. I mean, obviously, that's the, you know, way out at the ends. But even if it's, you know, 10% or, the you know, the average being 16, some people listen. In Sussex. Yeah, in Sussex. Well, what's the average in... Can, actually you remember the median. The, uh, oh, so... Oh, <laughs> you fucking statistics nerds. God damn it. Um, I don't remember the... the is some 30... 34% in Kent County and 30% in Newcastle County. Okay, so the biggest... Uh, the, the the lowest is... Then it goes up. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's because property values have appreciated faster in Sussex County than... Yeah, the other two counties, and it's been longer. Yeah, yeah. So it's the the the, the same thing. The forces of va the property values just ha are really going up for 
sort of like the retirees, as you mentioned, the mills, and at the beach. Well, it's all about what's what's popular on the market. Yeah, um, sure. A lot of people are moving to Sussex. Um, yeah, a lot of growth. A lot of growth. And so you mentioned the word unfair earlier. Um, this is kind of an interesting discussion we had in the newsroom um, about using the term unfair. Now, underpinning kind of the use of the term unfair is this is a belief that everyone should be taxed equally similarly like you should be at the same percent of your market value you should be taxed at the same percent of your market value as your neighbor um you know this is really or the you only- shouldn't let and the other not to interrupt but i i think that the the biggest thing to me is also the con- you should be taxed based on today's conditions yeah whatever however you want to however you want to call it, whatever your word you want to use, but like you wouldn't tax anything else at, you know, whatever the economic and, uh, you know, income situation was in the context of 35 years ago, you know, the conditions of today call for, you know, something today. That's funny. Um, you know, you mentioned the idea of taxing income at a, at a rate that's, you know, 40 years old. That's the same argument that, uh, mayor Mike Przicki, who I'm aware you're a big fan of, um, he made to us, you know, he, he's, you know, he, I think he said to me at one point, if people understood the idea that we're taxing values based on what they were decades ago, if they actually understood it, there would be uproar over it. Well, that, uh, that actually leads into the next question. And Mayor Mike, you can be, you can rest assured, we'll get to you in due course. <clears throat> but I'm interested in this idea now that, like you said, if people understood this, and, and, and I think this is starting to bring it back to the the fore, and people are, and, and obviously you guys went out and, and spoke to people or, and, and sort of reported all of this, what kind of feedback did you guys get from folks when you were sort of just reporting this and talking to them? Like, in, in, in people's different situations, kind of what was your impression of when you were asking them or talking with them about this? What were, what were their impressions? Um, in response to the stories, I got a handful of calls and emails from homeowners. They considered themselves middle-class homeowners in Newcastle County and largely said that they found out that they were being assessed at close to the median of other homeowners in Newcastle County. Um I did hear from um, the owner of a condo in Wilmington who said, you know, it's been rough trying to sell this condo. It's just not worth as much as we thought it was. And her tax bills are just higher than other people's houses tax bills are. Um, I think Lex can talk about the kind of responses we got from higher value property owners. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's this idea that the News Journal in publishing these what you could objectively call inequities is advocating for an across-the-board tax increase now that is not really how reassessment works if they were to go through this long process of reassessing all the property values property i think you know what we were saying earlier in newcastle county property values are assessed at a third of their market value so you can imagine like the taxable property base of newcastle county government and the school districts would go up would would triple now as part of this process government has to reduce the corresponding tax rate 
in, in a commensurate fashion to where they're not bringing in a ton of new money. So you'll have a situation where taxes will go up on some, the people who are underpaying now. Um, taxes will go up on them. Taxes will go down slightly on the people that are overpaying now or not paying, who are paying more than their fair share. So, and there is a little bit of room. I encourage you to read the article um, or the articles. There is a little bit of room for government to bring in new revenues. So there is, there is a tax increase aspect to this. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, what some people complain about is taxes will indeed go up on some people that are underpaying right now. And the people that are underpaying right now in a lot of cases are more expensive homes, nicer homes. So you did get some, or at least I did get some feedback that to the effect of, oh, well, if we raise taxes on these high-income, high-wealth individuals, they're going to flee the state and you know undercut everything they provide to the state, whatever that may be. I, I've heard this um, argument before, and the one thing I've always noticed when people make this argument is there's just no evidence to this. There's there's no nobody can point to anything you can read that would say that this would happen. Um, but I'm sure you've discussed this with many people because I'm sure you've heard this argument probably more than I have. Well, where I come down on it is if you want that to if you want to somehow give a break to the more wealthy um, in this manner and you think that's good public policy, maybe we should just have it out in the open and actually discuss it and have a debate over it. Right now you just have like a situation that has been allowed to fester for 30 and 40 years and it's created kind of a hidden tax break for a lot of people. And, you know, at the very foundation of things, at least we can have some transparency in the situation and say, all right, if we want to give a break to certain people, let's at least have it out in the open, discuss it, discuss the merits of it, debate it, and then go vote accordingly. Um, so I hope that's something people get out of this. You know. Also, we, in the course of reporting one of the articles, we reached out to lots of different politicians in Delaware about whether or not they would favor a reassessment and favor paying for a reassessment. Um, it basically comes down to these two issues. The first one is accuracy. Is the home are all homes being taxed at their actual present-day value, which no one can argue that they are. They're not. But you can argue that that's okay because every, we're still using the same system to tax everybody. But then you get to the fairness and equity part of the problem, and you present them with the fact that, you know, some of these examples that we came up with, the facts that some houses are being taxed at 5% of their real value while others are being taxed at 40% of their real value, that becomes harder to defend. And I think we have seen some politicians who, you know, agreed it would be good for this system to be more fair. But then there's also the issue of cost and political backlash and, you know, other things that I'm sure have been major players in the last 40 years. Yeah. So so what so it's the responsibility of the counties to in, to, to basically say we're going to pay for a reassessment of everything in the county so that we can bring it back to where it's more equitable and everybody's sort of at the same in line with reality. In, in line with what I yeah, in line with what I guess earlier I said like current conditions. Yes. 
what are the political sort of, you know, what are specifically some of the political fights that are happening in each county? And also, where does the mayor sort of come into this since you you, you brought him up? Um, because I know that there uh, has been a lawsuit really where the where one of the pressure points is on this is, of course, those funds fund public schools. So the the there's been a lawsuit basically saying that the way that you're funding our schools is inequitable, which is true. Um, so it has to be dealt with in some fashion. And I think the mayor comes involved in there, too. So what are some of the political battles that are being fought? Who are fighting them? And then um, a little bit about the lawsuit in the city, too. Well, in, in terms of political battles, I mean, it, it's it's just been kind of a thing where at least, you know, the News Journal has written this story before. Like, this is not, you know, reinventing the will. In the 90s, wrote a story about how inequitable property tax system was. In, I think it was 2005, there was another big takeout on it. Like, look at this. And it's only gotten worse since. Um, there are some that make the political calculation that Delaware's property taxes are relatively lower than Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Why upset the apple cart? Um, I think Matt Meyer made the it, point. Because it depends who gets the apples. <laughs> County executive. If you Matt, don't get any apples. Fucking kick the apple cart over. That's commentary, by the way. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut because when when journalists are in here, we need to always do like some sort of. Uh, alert like a siren goes off sometimes god speaks sometimes i think we're going to have uh, margaret cut one and just and, and do go like this go <sighs> this is obviously commentary this so is your if, you ha- if you haven't if you haven't if you haven't by now been able to f- differentiate what rob says and what journalists say maybe you should take a quick nap and come back to us in like 15 or 20 minutes so getting on to some of the commentary of the politicians, there's this idea that our taxes are already low. Why mess with it? Nobody's out beating down the door for us, you know, pointing out inequities in the system. Why bother with it? Because there, there will be at least some political price for, for the people, like, I guess, brought by the people that are going to have to pay more. Um, there's also an argument. Um, the county administrator in Sussex made the point that we use the same methods to determine assessed value in Lewis to Laurel. So they basically go in, what was the 70s property, what was the 70s land value, what did it cost to build this build this structure in the 70s? They do the same thing. The problem, would, you, would, you mind, would you mind telling me that guy's name? Uh, Todd Lawson. Hey, Todd. Um, okay, Todd. I'm going to clue you in, Bob. Bob This Lawson. is commentary. This is commentary. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Obviously, commentary. Um, <clears throat> earlier, Bob was it Bob? Todd. Todd. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Earlier, we were talking about current conditions, right? Like current conditions that are happening today. I think Lex used the word reality. Like the fact that you use the same method in two different places when those two different places have had a different sort of history over the past 45 years is what makes it different. And uh, so maybe you should take a quick nap and reflect 
on that difference that we've been talking about and realize why don't say dumb shit because we're going to be on you. End of rant. Back to regular journalism. Um, do you want to explain the lawsuit? Sure. Okay, yeah, so this is so, good because uh, this is interesting because this brings in um, the, the mayor too and, and it actually brings in, as you said, something important because unless, and, and this, is, this is true just in general, it's a political play. Like unless there's pressure applied by folks who are seeing the, 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 the ass end of this cheat, then nothing will happen. So some, someone has realized this and taken some sort of action. Right. So, you know, when you said what are the political battles that are being fought over this, the answer is none, really, because nobody wants to do it um, or nobody has for the past for some decades. And this might all change now because of this um, lawsuit that's been filed in Delaware Chancery Court um, on behalf of advocates for more equal education funding for low-income students and English language learners, and I, I think that's it. Um, and this is this lawsuit over property tax reassessment is just one small portion of the greater lawsuit over equalizing education funding, but it's been split off into a separate, you know, its own track. And what it's alleging is that, you know, the counties have failed to do their duty to reassess property taxes over these past 30 to 40 something years. And this has created a situation in which property tax assessments are so far from their real values that it violates the Delaware Constitution. And also properties are being taxed at different rates, which is also allegedly a violation of the Delaware Constitution, which has a clause in it guaranteeing that everybody should be taxed equally. Um, where the Wilmington mayor comes in is that he joined the lawsuit, or the city of Wilmington joined the lawsuit um, also as a plaintiff, asking the county to reassess all the properties in the county because Wilmington has its own property tax, which you may know if you own a home in Wilmington. We own a, a series of uh, subterranean, <laughs> subterranean. I'm uh, not sure if those are being going. taxed. I can tell you but, that they're uh, not. Be, if they're, yeah, we're not paying tax on those. Come look for them. I, I, I invite the mayor to come and uh, do a full investigation of his neighborhood, see if he can find So us. other than Rob's tax shelter, <laughs> houses in Wilmington are also given um, their own property taxes. Um, for city functions, and um, oh, where was I going? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I was no, just thinking of tunnels and yeah. um, <laughs> no. So it's creating a revenue problem for the city. Yeah. So we, there is a right. there is a, a partial so, a partial city tax, but uh, it does create a, a revenue problem for the for the city. How is that? So the reason for that is that. Um, the city uses the county's tax rolls to um, assign their own property taxes. So they will take, you know, your house in Wilmington, they'll take what Newcastle County has valued it at, and they will uh, apply the city's tax rate to it because they're relying on outdated property tax assessments. Um, you know, their revenues are, are dependent on that. 
Um, the reason that they had or that the mayor told us that really, quote, galvanized them to join the lawsuit and ask for a reassessment, you know, aside from the basic issue of fairness and equity that we talked about earlier, is that you will you would have some commercial property owners who had a few years back won the ability to get the county taxman to look at depreciation of their properties since 1983 and factor that into when they appealed their assessments and asked for lower values. On the other hand, no one's going to appeal their assessment and ask for a higher value when it's more accurate. So the city is arguing that they've lost a ton of money through these appeals without a countywide reassessment, which would sort of offset those losses by raising the assessed value of properties that are underassessed currently. Um, I, so that's I where hate, the battle comes I, in. I, 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 I very much hate to even think that I'm going to agree with anything the city's done. But yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. If they have to field... Uh, if if they have to field objections and 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 look at ones that are where people are obviously paying too much, but there's no balance to it, um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just unfair. That's interesting. The only so this system has been upheld through the decades. I mean, people challenge their property assessment all the time because some people do notice. You know, in reporting this, I did run into people. I'm like, hey, you know, you're. Assessed value is you know, pretty close to your market value relative to your neighbors who are paying a, you know, a lesser rate compared to their market value. And like, yeah, I know that. I've appealed it. But the way this thing is dialed back is it's been legally pretty bulletproof. But this lawsuit or this ability that Jeannie just mentioned is primarily corporate landlords have been able to carve a hole through the Delaware Supreme Court Um I think Justice Leo Strine wrote the opinion um, to basically force the County Board of Appeals to reduce their assessment. It's hurt the city's tax value, or it's hurt the city's tax collections. And then also, uh, you know, I take the mayor at his word. He does not feel like the situation is fair for people. And you got to give him credit for that. Um, he was on county council the last time a reassessment occurred in the 80s. Um, and, you know, he's obviously has his tax collections at interest because it makes it harder to run government whenever you have less money and your, your tax collections are subject to this weird system that is being appealed and chipped away at. But at the same time, like, he is represented that he thinks it's the right thing to do. Um, and if you believe this is an unfair situation, you got you know, to give him credit. Yeah, no, and, and again, the way you guys explain it, I, I, I agree. It just, it, it, it is interesting that from a political standpoint, as we've mentioned before, the decision about this rests now with the county. So it's real easy to, to get, your, get your feathers up and talk real tough when you don't have anything. Like, he has nothing political well, to Well, he's, you know, he's filed a lawsuit, and, you know, that's that's one thing. It was kind of funny. I asked him in an interview, we were just kind of talking about the political aspect of this, and I was like, is it just, you know, why hasn't this happened in, in 30 years? Is it just political cowardice? <laughs> you know, he looks at me and he's like, well, I won't use the, the term cowardice because that's too evocative. Or something like that, but it is a lack of political courage, and I was like, ah, okay, okay, okay. I, uh, I had to make sure to sneak that in the story. Yeah, yeah, Mayor, euphemism. <laughs> um, Technically, 
the mayor does legally have the ability to stand up and say, we're just going to reassess all of Wilmington's properties on our own for our own purposes. That is something that the county executive, Matt Meyer, has kind of fired back with saying, you can reassess your own values. Dover does it. And I believe Rehoboth Beach also does it. Um, The problem with that from the mayor's perspective is that it is super costly. You have to hire someone to visit every single house and look at all of its characteristics and whatnot and make sure no one's hiding a pool or hiding a balcony or something that they added. Um, So that that would be um, that's another argument that the city has made in its lawsuit is that, you know, if they were to not reassess, do their duty, um, they would force us to, you know, spend out of our own coffers to fix the situation. Another logical point to add to that is if the city were to do its own reassessment for its own taxing purposes, that would fix the problem as it relates to city taxes. However, properties in the, in the city still pay a reduced county tax rate. And by far and away, the, the biggest part of your tax bill, your property tax bill in Delaware is not your county taxes, it's not your city taxes, it's your school district taxes. And school districts use the county tax rules. They're not going to stop using it. School districts are not going to go in and do their own reassessment. So even if the city were to go fix a problem for their own taxing purposes, you would still have a situation, I believe, where these inequities appear in the county tax rolls and in the school district tax rolls, and the school districts being by far and away the largest chunk of money that you're paying into the government in terms of your property taxes every year. Oh, Przecki. Yeah, I mean, it looks like what is the what? What's your sense of where this is going, whether politically or through through legal channels? Um, does it look like it's going to get any more traction than all the other times it's sort of bubbled up to the surface? Yes. Um, so what's happened recently is essentially, as part of this larger education lawsuit, Genia explained, is that the system has been put on trial in that... There was specific to the property tax system. There are two arguments made that Delaware law requires properties to be valued at their um, true value in money. That's been held in the courts that that's fair market value. That's not happening, obviously. And that taxpayers, the, the uniformity clause of the Delaware Constitution says that taxpayers must be treated equally. Um, and that's where you have this departure from, you know, the different percentages from market value become important. So, what these uh, education plaintiffs did, they hired an expert, which did statistical survey and put numbers to how much inequity there is in the system, how far away market or assessed values are from market value, presented it to the chancery court, uh, chancery court um, vice chancellor uh, a couple weeks ago, and they're in a kind of post-trial briefing phase, and you know it's possible that. Delaware's Chancery Court, like other courts in Pennsylvania, may rule the current system to be unconstitutional, at which point it will essentially have the ability to enjoin or to prevent the counties from using this unfair system, which basically means it will be put on, the situation will be put on pause until they do a reassessment, until they figure out how to do a reassessment. There'll be a whole nother phase of, of legal wrangling, the remedy phase, over how they sort it out. 
Um, so it, it's certainly, with the litigation, it's certainly a lot closer than it ever has been in the past, um, at least the past 10 years. You know, the General Assembly in the 90s kicked around legislation that would have required regular reassessment, rolling reassessment. It, it ultimately failed. Um, but this, this, I mean, it's happened in other states. Delaware is unique in that it does not do a reassessment regularly. Pennsylvania, some counties there in recent times have had courts come in and say, all right, well, you're, you know, you've got so much variation away from market value. Like, you know, some people are close to market value. Some people are so far away that it's unconstitutional, um, according to these mathematical calculations. Um, go fix it. And that may very well happen. Um, that ruling could come down in the next month or two. Um, and then begins a debate and a process over uh, how do you do a reassessment, which is you know complicated and expensive and politically fraught, um, but will be interesting. I do think the possibility of the Chancery Court judge ordering a reassessment is would be the most likely out or it would be the most likely a way a reassessment would happen compared to other ways. Yeah, for example, I mean, it doesn't sa- doing it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, they're not, it's clear that it's not in their political interest to do anything unless they're forced to do it. I, that's the that's the way I read it, and I think that that's, you know. You, have some, the, you have some people that, are, that, you know, that believe a reassessment need to happen, um, but like the idea of a judge coming in and saying you have to do it because basically, you know, CYA, it gives them cover. Um, and it gives them political cover. Say, well, you know, judge is making us do it. We got to do it. Yeah. When, when, um, when can when when is a uh, a decision expected? Are they still in some kind of phase? I mean, what 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 do we know? What what phase? Yeah, this is in? so they had they had a trial with witnesses. The expert witness was the primary one who got up and was like, "All right, I did these calculations to say that our." You know, the median on median, you're thirty percent of your market value, and that on average, individual properties um, differ or yeah, differ twenty percent from the median. Um, so a general assessment has been made as to because that was the one thing too as is because it's sort of abstract at at the at at one level. There has been an, uh, an assessment in the public record now that sort of tries to put a number on what the current conditions are. So there has so, been, but there's been every year there's there's a demographer at the University of Delaware that calculates this every year for school funding purposes. He does it for the state. He reports it for the state. Ed Ratledge is his name. He's been he's been noting this every, you know, year in year out doing a survey. Um, but so it's not abstract. Like we sort of know where the mess is. Like and what we what, what where the unfairness is, who's really not paying, what what those numbers would mean to the counties, all of that. It's kind of, I mean, obviously it's not, it's a study. It's not a house-by-house house inspection. Yeah, right. yeah. But, but I mean, if somebody's been doing it every year, you would think that they have a, a fairly decent feel for all of the different variables. There's that. I mean, and, and there's well-accepted like methods on how to do what's called a ratio study, which is looking at, you know, how far you are away from, you know, how far assessed values are away from market values. And an expert for the plaintiffs presented that to the court um, a month ago. You know, his findings were essentially that 
the situation is unfair because some people are paying vastly, wildly different percentages of market value. Their assessed value is a wildly different percentage of their market value than their neighbors. Um, as well, he found that, and this is kind of hard to quantify, but he found that the system itself is regressive in that higher value homes are the ones that are most typically benefiting. Um, that was all presented to the court, and now we're in a post-trial briefing phase, which is essentially, I don't know how many months it'll take, but it'll it'll take a minute. They'll you know make some more arguments on paper, and then it'll be up to uh, it'll be up to the court. I will say this: I I I. I haven't looked at these numbers, and sometimes I go cross-eyed. I'm already, you know, I already can't see, but like, but it is interesting. And, and people who maybe want to question this, obviously the numbers are there publicly to look into. Uh, it surprises me not one iota that the preponderance of the benefit goes to exactly who you'd expect it to go to. And again, I don't think I think that there, the reason that there's a, do the commentary thing again. I think that the reason that there's no political will or there's a, there's a a need to have political cover is because the folks that benefit again are the the most powerful, the richest, the people with have the most influence and that's really played out in this in the studies that they've presented to the court. I'm not surprised in the slightest. On the other end of that, you just have a situation where people don't know. They just don't know and don't understand. That's true too. Well, that um, I mean, that always plays that always plays hand in hand, right? The, the the folks. I mean, this is a political story that's been playing out for fifty years. It's like the the folks that know they got it good are are the powerful folks, and they keep it that way. But the second part of that is making sure that most of the people don't understand what's going on at all, so they keep it that way. You know, this is this is a uh, this fits. This is a microcosm of sort of the pressure, especially here in in Delaware because of the way that it's set up as sort of a little financial tax haven sort of situation. We see this play out over, you know, numerous different uh, vehicles in the state. You know, whether it's taxes on businesses, taxes on real estate, taxes on, you know, banking operations, taxes on LLCs, whatever it is, it's the same. I find it very, very disheartening, but... Um, I certainly appreciate you guys exposing it once again in 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 excellent excellent detail. I think a lot of people have been confused. Um, just you know, we talked about this earlier, thinking that what our intention of the article was to call for a, an increase in the tax rate. I think people look at their individual tax bill and what they see is you know their home's value and the the tax rate, and that is it's true that that tax rate is applied to everybody equally you know everybody pays however many dollars on every 100 dollars of their property's value um but you know what they're not doing is looking at the bigger picture of who is shouldering the burden for who um and that's you know that's the actual you know issue at hand with with what we're talking about yeah good i mean the, the fundamental issue is do you think one's property tax bill should rise commensurate with their actual property wealth. You know, I might be getting out of my lane here a little bit, but it seems to me that a property tax is kind of the closest thing we have to a wealth tax um, in that it is supposed to measure your property wealth. It says it in the Delaware Constitution. We're supposed to, it's supposed to be, you know, neighbor to neighbor. It's supposed to be an equal measure. Um, and 
and it's just it's just not happening that way right now um, because of this quirk or this. It's not even a quirk. It's been going on for forty years. It's more than a quirk. It's uh, more than a quirk. <laughs> um, that, systemic yeah, issue, it, as you called it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a systemic barrier to. Uh, to actual change. That's fine because Delaware has low property taxes relative to other states, but at the same time, like counties and counties and other jurisdictions, they do more. They they deal with roads, they deal with other aspects of government. Whereas you know, Newcastle County has a big police department, they do sewers, um, but they don't do quite as much as, as other counties. At least that's my appreciation. A lot of that falls on the state, and the state's very good at getting people outside the state to shoulder the burden for our state services, you know, through various, various well, means. Well, shouldering the burden, yeah, I mean, they. Sh- it's not a real big burden for those folks. That's that's the way I would kind of put it. Commentary. That's commentary. <laughs> well, I mean, are, so what you're saying is, so are, are you saying that the other, the other schemes uh, that are in place, like LLC, Schemes that, that totally fund something, right? So, are, is your is, is your contention that I mean, yeah, it's commentary, but I would say that someone who has the capital to park some of it in a LLC tax free and pay a couple hundred grand a year um, just to park it there, you know, the millions and millions of dollars, and we know other things have happened through there, things on the dark web. They've they've sold they've got uh, arms dealers and. Uh, who knows what else? Backpage.com and all this shit, right? Oligarchs. So, oligarchs, right? So are they really? I mean, they're they are paying the fee, but I don't know whether or not I would say that they're shouldering a burden. I think he's just saying that the state has other sources of revenue and. Oh, I know, you know. what he's saying. <laughs> I'm giving him. The, I'm giving him a we, bunch of shit. If we're talking about whose responsibility it is to, you know, pay for this reassessment. No, I think state that's, lawmakers have kind of backed away from it. Yeah, no, and that's that's the state's position is that you know we can't we we get our we get uh, the the money that we do use we get through this certain sort of agreement with the oligarchs of the world. We that, that was your word. You said oligarch. Lex yeah, Wilson I mean, said oligarch. In jest, but yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm just half in jest, so. I guess. <laughs> so they have no. So, and that's enough. Like they're able to run on a shoestring and run, you know, an austere sort of thing, and and that's just enough for them. And whatever other inequities or whoever takes advantage of whatever, even if it's, even if it looks f- through analysis that these are the people taking advantage of it, nobody. You know, they just push it off for, for political reasons. But that is a commentary. But lest us not go any other way with that. Well, before I get you guys in too much trouble, I guess we'll wrap up. You guys want to shit talk? You guys want to shit talk people to talk about politics and shit or not? Um, we shit talk I will people. say, no, I don't want to shit talk anybody. Or, I mean, I kind of do, but <laughs> I will make note that, you know, some people, some of the, some of the shit we got for this story was... Hey, you know, I'd really like to read about, you know, inequality in Delaware's property tax system, but you I gotta subscribe. Why why don't why should I subscribe to the news journal? And we gotta eat. We got exactly we've got to eat. The point is, we have in recent months put up a hard paywall on some stories in that you have to be a subscriber to read it. I would like for everybody in Delaware to read every one of my stories, every word of them. Not gonna happen. 
Um, and in order to be able to spend time like tinkering on spreadsheets of property sales and going to meet with the mayor and yammer with him about property taxes, it takes time, it takes money, and I think it is worth your nickel. Subscribe. I absolutely agree with you. And on top of that, I would ask you to consider a patronage to the Highlands Bunker. <laughs> At patreon.com backslash the Highlands Bunker. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can smash that uh, that button on iTunes to subscribe, and you get a nice alert on your phone. Tells you when we drop a new one of these. We have an RSS feed on Patreon that will go into any you know podcast platform that you prefer. I might be stepping out of my lane, too, but we'll share all the links to our property tax stories on the Patreon slash whatever website this appears on. I'll be there for you to go peruse, read, and cut through all of our rambling to uh, some inverted pyramid clarity. Now, if you and, and look, if you appreciate this podcast more than a newspaper, you know, just you can do this first. We have a level at two dollars a month. We print every, we day. every day. We buy ink. Look, all you motherfuckers out there, just get the get the news journal online first. Yes, if you see it, it's pretty co- cheap. If you see it at the coffee shop, you know, pick up a, pick up the paper. Jesus Christ! Don't then, pick it up. No, subscribe online. Don't, subscribe. don't. You can pick it up at the coffee shop, but you should do that in addition. If to you addition subscribe to online, you can calculate where you stand in comparison to other county homeowners. That's home a good owners. point. We've got a great. It's tool not really on there. in the paper because it's a digital tool. So, oh, look it's at a, that! It's There's cal- my teaser. It's a calculator. Nice. You can go in there, put in the value, figure your stuff out, figure out your assessed value, figure out the market. You mean you have to figure and out. And when you the figure out the money that you're saving, you can throw ten dollars a month. To fucking Patreon at a Highlands Bunker. I don't understand. You'll see how much you're saving. So what is it? It's like $5 a month for the online or $10 a month. And then you'll see how much you're saving with this calculator. What, what, what have you read in the journal recently that caught your eye? Other than property tax inequity. I read your uh, story today uh, online uh, that the woman who uh, unfortunately set that fire uh, in uh, in... Uh, Canby Park uh, pled guilty today that killed three firefighters. It's horrible. Um, I'll say a couple things about it. Number one is I hate that you have to say this, but I appreciate that you reported the fact that uh, the woman uh, is a legal immigrant from the Dominican Republic. Not that it should matter to fucking anybody, but there's a bunch of rubes out there that would question it if you didn't say it. That's kind of fun, actually. I wrote that sentence because you know they made a deal. They made a point in court to say that all right, she's subject to deportation after her eventual prison sentence. Um, and I, you know, I was like, all right, do I do I need to mention that? Um, I probably should since such a deal was made about it in court. But I, sh- you know, sh- I should note, you know, put, you know, she's an immigrant from the Dominican Republic. And I was like, do I need to put legal ahead of that? Like, I think some people will assume that she's not legal, so I probably should make note, um, full disclosure. And you know, before you use this as your as your latest political battering ram, you know, she she's she's here. Yeah. The other thing that I took from it was, um, so I don't know if you listened to it yet, but we. We did a nice two-part episode. Carl made it into like a two-parter with Michael Kambach, the director of the uh, Creative Vision Factory, and an activist in Wilmington. And because of the kind of work he does, we got to talking just about you know the problems in Wilmington. 
and you know, and I noticed that you you know there was a, a detail, I guess, from the court documents that basically said that this woman, you know, was uh, had been drinking. She was on Xanax, and she was upset with an, an argument she had had with like a, or either a roommate or a family member. And that she was just depressed about her lot in life. Or I don't know what words you use. I think I use the word trajectory, which Tra- I also thought about. Like, is life. that a good word? Um, I think it was a good word. And it really kind of shows, like, a lot of our problems are based on a, a poor distribution of resources. Uh, basically, like what we were saying about the real estate reassessment. Like, we could treat people like human beings and say, you know what? You should get the health care that you need. You should get some programs that you need. You know, you're worth it as a human being to try to make you feel like you're part of our society. When we said this, I call this society. Um, and so, you know, that's, it's a sad, it's a horrible, horrible story. Uh, but it just, it just made me reflect back on that, that what you wrote there made me reflect back on what Michael Kalmbach said about, our social problems are really, we just do not care to address them based on redistribution of resources. We let the people who take most advantage of the system just keep whatever they have and just fuck everybody else. And it's, a, it's just sad. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we just forget about it. We just pl- place the blame on whatever person it is. And that's and we just move on. That is the deeper meaning I hope you gathered from that sentence when I wrote it. I'm well, just kidding. <laughs> I am just kidding. Just I reporting think, the news. Uh, yeah. So you reported fact. the news, and then I, I fixed. But uh, for for real folks, um, you know, we're gonna keep reporting the news here. They're gonna keep reporting it every day, as they noted every daily. It's true. And they and they do have to eat, so uh, it is it is true. If you if you only have five dollars, uh, give it to the news journal. But you know you have an extra five from the Highlands Bunker. Come on. Also, send us story ideas. Um, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, news. The, the newspaper is is kind of like a mirror, a mirror for society, and yeah, it sounds okay. Che- this, it sounds, this sounds like this sounds, sounds like cheesy. It sounds cheesy and corny. However, I'm, 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 I'm serious. It's a heart attack. We rely on the input of people who are living everyday lives who are not like in our bubble. Um, of public officialdom and interviewing, you know, interviewing people who have like a modicum of power. Like we rely on real people experiencing real things to be able to reflect real life to people. And we are just also ourselves, normal people who I rode a bicycle over here. I'm going to eat some oysters, or I ate some oysters recently. I might eat oysters tonight. Not uh, really sounding like a regular working man. It doesn't, it doesn't sound. He does only go when they're very cheap. I only go when they're a dollar because oysters <laughs> are entirely too expensive in this part of the country. Um, but anyways, subscribe to the paper. You, know, you got a lot of people there that, you know, it, it is a business. It is a consumer-driven business. However, you have a lot of people there who are motivated to hold power to account, and it is a useful thing for society, and regardless of what you think of the business, the corporation, um, I think I think we and the people there, the young people there, are worth your support. I dig it. I, no, I, I, I do dig it, obviously. <laughs> so at the end of these, I always uh, uh, say Lula Livre, but also I need everybody to start paying attention to what's going on in Kashmir because there's, there's a bunch of disputed... Uh, territories in this world uh talk about palestine 
Kashmir, they're probably going to kill a lot of people in Kashmir in the next three weeks. So I, I, I implore you to try to pay attention to something that's going on outside of your, uh, you know, your carpool. Um, we won't even talk about Western Sahara because I know that's too much for you folks. It's, you can't you can't even go there. But uh, try to read up. We're going to be here all the time. We're never going to stop. It's even going to get better. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Left is best. Cheers. <laughs>